Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Carrier. Turn to the experts. Tom in Alvarado, how can I help you? Yes, sir. I got two questions. I got a an acre. I got a, a about a hundred year old barn on here. Big old barn kind of leaning over a little bit. I think i got a friend that can help me straighten that out, lift it up, and all the stuff you have to do to straighten it out. But I'm, my, my question is, um, if I were going to sell that house and property, would I be better off to, financially, I'm trying to think, get that building, that barn straight where it looks really nice, probably cost uh-huh. me about 10, 10 grand, or spend some money on the house it's livable it's clean it's not any serious problems but uh it could probably use new like uh, laminated flooring or something uh, how, how old is the, the house up it's probably about 30 years old it's been built and added on to twice okay um it's it actually started out as a one of them big morgan buildings and uh, added on to it, so it's kind of gotcha. But the uh, but the old barn is a hundred years old. Yes, sir. And so that's a is that an old pole barn? Yeah, it's an old pole barn. It's it's got uh, I don't know if they I don't think it ever had wood. It 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 was uh, what do you call it on the outside the uh, corrugated tin on yeah. the whole thing. Corrugated the whole yeah, roof. Corrugated metal. The the roof is a, a nice rusty color, <laughs> but Good. it's all still there. Well, you know, you know, you you're probably not going to have hardly anything into straightening that old building out. You know, if it's leaning, typically the best way to straighten those old old uh, buildings out. And I did this with an old horse and buggy uh, building that was built in 1926. Years uh-huh. ago, and, and I shouldn't say I did it. My dad taught <laughs> me this one on this on this old building. We went up in the attic, and I say we because he tells me how to do it, and I had to do it. Uh, <laughs> ran a come-along across the building and actually uh-huh. used a come-along to straighten it out. And since then, I've done multiple buildings that way. I mean, it it works great to... To use the, the uh, you know the the ratchet type come alongs to just you tension it up and it starts pulling, you let it sit then and you, you go back a day or two later, tighten it up some more and you just keep doing that until you've racked the building all the way over. Uh, I've done it up in the attics uh, since that time, but a lot of times what we're doing is going from the lower uh, from the bottom on one side, angle it up across. To the upper corner on the other side in order to rack uh-huh. the building back over and you put one in front one in back and it does a marvelous job once you've got it squared up you just have to put bracing in place to hold it there and and uh you're done very yeah, little cost the building is held together with you know these big you know they, they use nails good old yeah <laughs> you know and so you can see where some of the uh, where they join different sections together, and the nails are just completely yep. exposed. And I need to pull all that back together, you know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You just come along it together, and then you can uh, use some new fasteners to 
to hold it in place and then put the money into the house. Okay. People buy now what the, people buy what they see. Can I use on and, the on the pole the poles that maybe caused it to start leaning, the post on the one side, the bottom of the post is rotted out. Should yep. I put a should I put a uh, concrete pad down and put a new post next to the old post, or how should I? Um, I, what I have done in the past, and, uh, and I've done this on houses up on stilts, even take a sauna tube and cut it to where you can get it around that post, and use a size that's two inches bigger than your post, so that you can. Dig around, after you get it squared up, dig around that post, drop the sauna tube down into the ground, because what you're going to find is, deeper down, that post is going to be good. Where it rotted off is going to be right at ground level and typically about six inches down into the ground. Then it goes back into solid material again, because it's not as exposed to oxygen as it goes deeper. Okay. So you, you, you run that sauna tube down about a foot or two over the post that's in the ground and do the same coming up out of the ground fill it with concrete steel you know put some steel in there fill it with concrete and you're done and just stick the old cut cut part of that rotted post off yep or put cut a new the rotted post, post off and, and without putting it you don't have to bother with the new post in its place just cut the old stuff off okay and replace it all with concrete that's okay cool but you got to use that sauna tube, and you got to come up a, you know, a couple feet above where the bad wood is, and go a couple feet down into the ground with it. Sounds good. Yeah, that. Okay, I never thought of that. Okay. Well, I okay. appreciate your help. That gives me some ideas I hadn't thought of. Thank you very much. Tom, you have a wonderful weekend. You too. Bye. Charlie, how are you today? I'm doing awfully well. How about yourself, Jim? Got a, Man, hey, I got to tell you, I, I am doing great. Good. I'm sorry you only have to work half a day to those. <laughs> well, uh, actually, I get an hour off, and then I got to do two more hours for the rest of the state. So. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, Hank, I got probably for you, it's a very simple question. I just don't have the solution. Uh, okay. A couple of years ago, I had the house leveled, and unfortunately, yeah. I didn't use you folks. <laughs> but uh, anyway... Uh, I got two doors in the house, one going out to the garage, another one in a bedroom, that it's got two vertical cracks in the sheetrock. Uh, what do I need to use to fill that in so I can paint it? Uh, you just have to retape and float it. And so basically what you'll do is sand the texture off about uh, 8 to 12 inches out on each side. Use uh -huh. a razor a bo box cutter to V out that crack. Uh-huh. And since it, is it a straight line going straight up? Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that tells me it's an old joint. So more than likely, you'll be able to just pull the old paper tape off the old joint, and that'll give you a, a good sleeve in order to put some new sheetrock mud, retape and float it, texture it, and paint it. Okay, then you just take a box cutter. You said uh, cut it in the form yep. of a V on each side, and yep. Okay. I told you it'd be simple. That was a simple one. Okay, Jim. You have a good weekend, young man. Thank you, Charlie. You too. Eddie in Long Beach, how can I help you? Hey, J.D., I appreciate you taking your call. 
Well, Michael, how nice. are you doing? I'm doing just fine. How are you doing now? Uh, I'm sitting on top looking down, but I have a question for you. I have an outbuilding that is, uh, there's no foundation. It's supported by wood beams going into the ground a couple feet and then coming up and all the superstructure is, is built on those wood beams. You had talked to a gentleman earlier about a sauna tube. I've never heard of this. What I was thinking of doing, because those wood uh, pillars that are supporting this outbuilding, they've rotted down at the ground, the ground-to-wood yep. contact, and they need to be built out, replaced, something. You were talking to this gentleman earlier about a sauna tube. Never heard of it. Yes. Don't know how to spell it. Where can I get more info on that? That may be a way to go for me. And any concrete supply house will have them, and a lot of box stores even have smaller ones. Basically, they're made out of uh, cardboard, okay. and they're just uh, they're just a round tube uh, that comes in different lengths. Uh, I think typically they're coming like 12 foot lengths, and you can get 20 foot even. But um, and they're they're just they're made for pouring concrete columns. What do you have to? Okay, so you've got concrete coming above ground. It's not just something that's down at the base of those wood pillars. Correct. Correct. Well, like for your problem that you were just talking about. Yeah. I would I would dig a hole. And you may have to split the sauna tube to go around the uh, poles that you have, but I would drop it down into the ground uh, a few feet and have it come up a couple feet and encase that uh, board. And to really secure it well, you can drill some holes through the, the existing board and pass rebar so it ties it in well with the uh, concrete column. Put the rebar down in the concrete and, and yep. bring it up. Well, I'll be, see, I never, so apparently if you buy these, this uh, sauna tube in, let's say, 10-foot lengths, I can cut them in half or cut them in the, the length that I need. Correct. Oh, I'll be darn, that sounds terrific. See, I should have paid attention when I was in school. <laughs> you didn't learn this in school, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Well, listen, partner, I appreciate that. That uh, puts another light on the subject. It sounds like it's going to make my job a little bit easier as opposed to planting new wood posts and oh, yeah, them much. up against the old posts. And then you don't have to worry about it rotting off again either. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, Jim, I appreciate your help. Thank you very much. Eddie, good luck. Take care. Bye now. Will, this is Jim. How can I help you? Hey, Jim. Thanks for taking the call. Um, house that we bought was built in 62 and I'm worried about the wiring in it. It's the, uh, it still just has two wires. Like, there's no ground wire at all anywhere. Um, right. The outside panel's been replaced with a GE. The inside panel is still as old, uh, I guess, it's Federal Pacific stab lock. Um, so I know I need to replace that panel. But what, what's the um, – what? which order makes sense? Replace the panel first or run the new wires and replace the panel at the same time? Like, what, what's my best course of action? Well, if you're going to do both, your best, the ideal course would be to replace the panel and run the wires at the same time. Uh, but i, I got to be honest. We have had houses. I mean, yours was built in 62. Look at how long it's been. Just two wires. Uh, 
you really don't have to bend over backwards to go to three wires. Is it recommended? Absolutely. Uh, in the kitchen and bathroom areas, you know, outside, it's it's that's really your critical areas that okay. you need the the three. But you know, quite frankly, if you're not ready to do it yet in the rest of the house, don't. So mainly the I'm, bathroom, kitchen, and anything outside, and replace the panel. Yeah. Yep. Now, okay. if you're ready and you have the funds available to do the rest of it, yes, go ahead and do it. But I don't want anybody thinking uh, just because they have two two wire systems that oh it's got to be updated. It really doesn't. When you're ready, take care of it. Okay. What if there's uh, uh lights blinking and stuff? Uh, how how easy is it to trace down the cause of that? Well, more than likely, when you're replacing the uh, breaker box, that's probably going to get straightened out. Okay. Uh, you've got the old Federal Pacific, right? Yeah, I believe that's what it is. Yeah, and those, you know, the reason those uh, are having to be replaced is because in the box themselves, one of the one of the bars would deteriorate and it would start arcing. That's when you're getting those flashing lights. So the first thing I would do is replace the box, and I think you're going to find that that's probably fixing your problem. Then there's no. Uh... I mean, are there any jumper wires needed for anything on the new boxes or just basically hook it up the same way it is and forget the ground? Well, you can ground the box, but it's just all your uh, outlets aren't going to be grounded to it. Right. So I don't need to worry about anything other than grounding the box to the um, normal way you would, I guess. Correct. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, that solves that. Appreciate the help. You bet. Take care, Will. Thank you. And, you know, it, and it's not that I'm not recommending that you don't upgrade to the three-prong wires and all that before people start calling in. It's that it's not something that it's an emergency has to be done. Now, I find getting rid of that Federal Pacific a little bit more pressing than I do worrying about the two wires. For everybody who's having to do insulation right now, use fiberglass insulation. The cellulose insulation, the wool insulation, all of those over time will degrade and start turning to dust. Fiberglass doesn't do that. It stays and is more stable. If you use a blown-in in an attic, over time it will settle, but it won't decay. If you use the bat-type fiberglass, you know, the stuff that comes in the roll, once you lay that up out there, it doesn't settle, it doesn't decay, it doesn't do anything. It's there to stay. Now, if you do use the bat, the, the rollout type, get the unfaced. No paper, no plastic, nothing on it, uh, because that allows it to breathe better. So, hopefully that helps people out who are having to do some insulation. Allie, this is Jim. How can I help you? Good afternoon, Jim. I had a couple questions in regards to the material uh, material that's used in between the brick and the studs around the exterior okay. portion of my home. I have a yes. 1955 mid-century ranch-style home. It was built by an architect, and uh, uh, most of the materials used are, are, are very uh, good material. But there's this gypsum board. It's uh, called gypsum board, um, yep. and in several places it kind of just crumbled away to where you can see the brick. And I've yes. gotten 
several people that have told me, oh, no, that's never going to dry out because it's almost like a drywall material behind that black uh, paper. And um, then other people have said, oh, no, you can dry it out. So I, I guess I'm looking for some information on that um, okay. as well as uh, some a few other issues. But I guess we'll start there. Okay. It can dry out. Anything okay. can dry out. A, sw a swamp can dry out. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's going to take time. And a lot of times people don't have the patience to let it dry out. They want to, you know, right away get the, the floors cleaned up and, and start putting insulation back right away and, and sheetrock and all that. And you can't do that. If you're going to dry that gypsum board out, it's going to take some time. And when I say time, you're you're probably going to be talking a few weeks of a dehumidifier or the air conditioner running in order to get it dried out. Okay. How, how much water, well, how much, how high did the water come? Uh, almost six feet. So okay. we lost everything. Yeah. yeah. And that's um, going to take a pr pretty good while to dry out then. Okay. Well, I don't have too much of a rush only because I'm waiting on the insurance company and they don't seem, you know, they're very overwhelmed right now. So it's oh, not absolutely. something that I feel is going to, is going to, you know, happen overnight, but I just, I didn't know. And my adjuster had said he had, he was waiting on a bulletin from FEMA, um, on now. what to do with um, that material. Right. And it can, and now to answer your other side of it, can it come out? Absolutely, it can come out. And a lot of times what the insurance companies are doing is they're paying you to remove it, but there's not a good way to put anything else in there. Uh, yeah, they were saying that they would need to remove the brick and yeah, it, in order to be able to If you're going to try to put something it. else in. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's it, it's kind of a catch twenty two what you do with the stuff. The bigger problem is if it's crumbly, it needs to come out. If the water just yeah. went up and it went back down and the stuff got wet and it dries out and it stays in a solid state, you can leave it there. But if if it was underwater for so long that it absorbed so much that it be, it became soft and crumbly, it does need to come out. Okay. My next question is about the fireplace. So there is a fireplace that separates uh, the living room from the formal dining room. <clears throat> it's not uh -huh. on an exterior wall, so it's in, it's in the center of a room. And uh, I did have a gentleman come over and did a moisture reading throughout the home, and uh, in particular the fireplace, and it was reading at 100% moisture the day before yesterday still. And this was... Okay. The, the flooding came in on the 27th of August. Um, I have been told that the material used in there, because it's an older home, it was built older, would have a plywood and insulation material behind the brick. And so I didn't what, know. What year did you, you say your house was built? I thought you said it was built in the 60s. 55? Yes, sir. No, ma'am. That in '55, that fireplace should be solid brick all the way up. Okay. That all that right. insulating material they started doing that kind of stuff in the '70s. 
and then All right. and the and then they went into using uh, the metal boxes and, and all that. But in, in 55, uh, you know, unless somebody was trying something new there, in 55, fireplaces were still built the old way where it was solid brick and mortar all the way from the firebox all the way out and all the way up. Now, would that material be compromised? Um, because they... Um... They were saying, you know, the company that came out uh, was saying that there was still 100% moisture up until over, well, taller than me. I'm 5'7". Yeah. um, Is that material able to, is the brick going to dry out? uh, Yes, ma'am. And that doesn't surprise me a bit that it would still be, you know, really high that way. Because you got to remember that that you're talking about about two and a half feet of brick and mortar that absorbed water and it's going to take it a long time to dry it out. Think about just when you put a three-quarter inch sponge on your uh, sink, how long it takes for that sponge to dry out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Your, okay, your I've brick got one last question for you. <laughs> okay. So we, um, we actually, at the beginning of this year, uh, started a complete home remodel on the home. We were actually one shower door away from completing a, a total home remodel. And so all of the flooring and the shower is all new tile. Um, in fact, in the shower, <clears throat> we hadn't even had the chance to put on the hot cold um, knob. And yeah. the water... Uh, it was able to get behind the tile in between there and the cement backing board as well as I feel that there's a lot of moisture that's underneath the tiles throughout all of the floor, which is a porcelain floor. Um, And so I just wanted to get the adjuster uh, that came out were was going back and forth on whether or not uh, they were going to pay to have all of that room removed and replaced and um i was wanting to know uh would that much water compromise the thin set throughout the house and throughout that shower if it gets trapped back there do you know what they use for a thin set was it mortar-based thin set I want to say yes, but I am not was, 100% certain. Yeah. If it was a mortar-based thin set, and you've got the concrete backer board behind the shower, not sheetrock back there, you should be able to dry out with no problem. I mean, let's face it, the tile is used in wet areas all the time. It's yes. just, again, going to take it just a little bit of time to dry out. Um and the same on the floors. Uh, the, I got an idea that you'll be fine with the tile. Uh, the worst thing that will happen with the tile is the if it has the um, if it's not a mortar-based thin set, but more of the petroleum-based, and moisture absorbs too much, it can lose its adhesion. But you would know that pretty quick. Okay. Well, we've noticed several spots that where um, through the grout, it's wet. Uh-huh. And so you see these wet patches throughout uh, right. the house on the floor. And that doesn't surprise me a bit. Which is concerning because there was a lot of sewage backed up into our home 
Um, that yep. was one of our telltale signs. We were like, what is that smell? And then the next thing you know, all the water is rushing in along with that awful water. So uh, yeah. my concern is also for the bacteria that can be trapped underneath That's that. That's going to be the bigger problem because the bacteria can get down into the, the grouts and stuff and stay yeah. there. So you're definitely going to have to have everything disinfected. Uh, okay. What 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 what's been done so far to the house? I mean, I, I'm a, I know you. I'm sure you got everything out, but uh, what cleaning has yes, been we've, done? We've uh, we have torn out all of the drywall up to the ceilings, and okay. um, we actually started removing some pieces of tiles. And we've noticed that there is a lot of um, places that it's like still really wet. It's not just a discoloration. It's like um, yeah. pools of liquid. And, I'm assuming um, your AC and stuff still not working, correct? It, no, sir, it doesn't. We tried to turn on the air conditioner. It started smoking, yeah. so we thought it would probably be best to turn that off. And yes, so, yeah. Um, we have um, decided to go ahead, and I had Surf Pro. You, I know you had mentioned them. I had them come out, yep. and their prices were astronomical. They um, are. So we've taken a second look at some other companies to come out and, and finish the process and possibly remove the flooring and get everything disinfected and bring in the fans and the humidifiers. For what you're doing, there is another company that I have used. Now, they're out of Dallas. But they are serving the Houston area as well, and it's called Mystery Store. Okay. Uh, and I, you know, I've done different things with him over the over the years, even some charity stuff. Uh, but you may want to consider giving them a call. Alrighty. Now, as far as the bacteria, we had just put in slabs of quartz. Um, yes in the kitchen on an island and the backsplash in the countertops. They uh, were successfully removed in one piece. Um, okay. However, is that still something that is usable since the underneath side wasn't sealed? Is that going to be concerning for the future as far as bacteria goes, or will we be okay because the top part is sealed? Well, you, it, first of all, you're going to have it recleaned and uh -huh. disinfected and resealed and okay. then yes it will be fine perfect because remember right, it's natural stone and it was out getting this stuff long before you ever started using it true Alrighty. as as far as your tile I, I really think if you can get dehumidifiers in there and start getting the place dried out that you'll be okay but that's going to be the key is is getting dehumidifiers uh to start drying the stuff out. And that's what's happening with your fireplace as well. Until you can start getting drier air going in there, the humidity levels are going to stay high. Now, if we're only running those, or if the company's only running those for <clears throat> three to four days, because we enough. don't have it, no? No. Okay. That That's what most of the people have been telling me, is it's usually three to four days, and I... But yeah, that's to, that's to get the initial. Yeah, the and, and, and moisture come back in. What what the two or three days is going to get for you is it's going to do the initial dry out. It'll get your floors dry again. It's going to get the studs dry. It's not going to get that fireplace dried out. 
Uh, I would really recommend what you do. Go online and order yourself a dehumidifier. Do you have power uh-huh. back in the house yet? We Go do. online and uh, get, yeah, you're not going to find one, a, a dehumidifier in Houston right now. Order one online and have it shipped to you. Let them come in and do the initial drying out that way. But then you set up dehumidifiers and keep it dry until you can get the AC going. Okay. And is there a recommendation on how many is needed per square footage? Uh, it'll depend on the size of the dehumidifier, and they'll say how oh. many square feet they can cover. All righty, perfect. Thank you so much. Allie, good luck with that. I I, uh, I hate to hear that, especially the fact that you were just about done with a remodel and then this hits. That's just, that's just heartbreaking. Yeah, it's uh, a hard pill to swallow most certainly because you know you go through six months of all the tear out and we were down to the studs and the cement um and in the whole house and so to have it all brand new and torn out is a little heart-wrenching however uh you just keep on keeping on yep well good luck with that thank you so much you have a wonderful day reese this is jim how can i help you Hello, Jim. How you doing? Just fine. How about you? Good. Love the show. Thanks for taking my call, Jim. Thank you. Uh, got a question for you, Jim. Um, I didn't get have any major problem with the storm. Just a little bit of neighborhood flooding. That's pretty much about it. Uh, the question I have is uh, a foundation question. I'll be uh, having my roof changed probably within a month, but I'm uh-huh. also concerned about uh, some hairline cracks uh on the walls it's a two-story home built in uh, 1999 okay and i'm wondering if i should get someone out to check it out before i actually get the roof installed i will tell you the average home starts showing signs of foundation movement when it's 18 years old i mean that is that magic year and you're right there uh as far as do you need to have the foundation checked? If if you're getting some cracks in the sheetrock, it doesn't hurt anything to have it checked. But unless your house is out, you know, like four, five, six inches, and the cracks have really started opening up, mm-hmm. putting on the roof will not affect anything with as far as doing foundation repair or any damage. Yeah. So um, you, you don't you don't really need to worry about it too much. The the yeah. bigger thing is the quicker you address the foundation, the cheaper it'll probably be because caught early enough you don't need foundation repair. You need foundation maintenance to keep it from getting worse. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's mostly upstairs. Uh, one of the rooms upstairs. Some of the actual sheetrock nails and you know they kind of backing out basically. And yep. Yeah, and uh, and, and that's yeah. pretty common. That and and honestly, that's not related to foundation movement. Normally, uh-huh. what causes that is is the wood as it ages dries out, and uh-huh. it'll start put backing those uh, screws and nails out. Okay, okay. So it, it's uh, a, it's a minor problem now, but if you don't get take care of it, it can turn into a major problem. Exactly. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.